look, Biff, I don't want to give too many uh, details here, but the other day, uh, my wife was, uh, she's just relentless. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. I'm wet. Give it to me. I'm wet. Finally, finally, I said, hey, just because you forgot your umbrella doesn't mean I have to give up mine. Why do we do this every week? Actually, it's been a few weeks. You, you, you've got a reprise. From this is the, true. From the this warning. is true. So true. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know, this is this is this is this is okay. just for you. Just for you. Biff, what fish goes best with peanut oh butter? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. What fish goes best with peanut butter? What fish goes be- best with uh, peanut butter chop? Jellyfish. I'm going to try something new. I'm going to try okay. something new. Okay. All right. Wait, wait. Joe. 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 You know, if you say the name three times, they're supposed to appear. Yes. Oh, oh my God. It works. Wow. Oh, my God. It works. Wow. Look at, well, I guess I can go now. You guys <laughs> can take over from here. I, you know, you know I, I, I pressed record and got it started. So, uh, let me know how it turns out. I, I, mean, uh, oh, I, I know how it'll turn out. It'll be a finale and uh, it'll, <laughs> yeah. it'll be two minutes long. That's right. <laughs> oh, but enough about our sex life. Uh, hello. Edits. That's a long time. <laughs> well, I we did it twice and I got a snack in between. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. It's been a few weeks. I'm Jacques. This is Beth. And I'm Joe. So I don't know if we we, we will have a sideshow, but I have to tell uh, All-Star Tommy, I do owe him a Spider-Man deep dive uh, sideshow that I will record at one point, uh, breaking down the the Tom uh, Holland uh, uh, arc, you know, as as, as Spider-Man in the solo movies. But anyways, let's get to the biggest topic going on right now in the world and that is after 30 years we got a new season of kids in the hall yeah i, I did see the uh, announcement and i see, did see the uh tweets from the various uh cast members but i have yet to you know what what, what, what where is it on it is on amazon prime okay so i can't watch it i think what? i have just I, I just i have just i can watch it oh i have just okay. about everything except for apple tv it's okay. no, apple tv and hbo whatever those are the two things i don't have those are the only two things I think I no, watch. No, I mean, there's other ones. Uh, I don't. I don't have like Peacock and you know whatever Paramount and whatever. But yeah, of the uh, ones that matter. Have you seen any Kids in the Hall, Joe? The new. I season? saw the first four episodes. Um, awesome. I'm trying to trying to pace myself, not like in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, but uh, I am. I watched the first four, and yeah, I'm so psyched that it doesn't suck i'm so psyched yeah. that it's actually great dude and it's not a reboot it's it's a season six it's like they did five seasons took a 30-year break and, a dirt and, nap if you will and, and, oh and 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 you know hey look the trailer's been out there for a month or so uh at the end of the fifth season biff i don't know how deep you got into kids they were buried like literally dug a grave they were buried and oh. this guy who, you know, is a writer on the show, he, he was a bit character. I mean, he, his real name, Bellini, Paul Bellini, heavy set okay. guy who anytime you saw him was wearing a towel and nothing else. And, nice. Okay. And so when the show ended and what was it? 94, I think 95, 95, 95 okay. um, like he, he, Danced on the grave, and it's the first time he spoke. He's like, "It's finally over." <laughs> and, and, thank God that's over. Thank God that's over, and and that's it. And so the new season uh, starts with uh, him digging them up, and you know, and, and there they are, just in the same grave. It's 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 fantastic. Uh, I'll ask you flat out, Biff. Biff, do you like to see sixty year old guys full frontal naked? Say yes. Because you can't say no and like season six of Kids in the Hall. Good gracious. Namely the first five minutes of the... (laughs) Goodness gracious. You know, I remember, you know, being back in Fitchburg, um, our our friend John 
every couple of weeks, his dad would come by and his neighbor was nice enough to send up a VHS set to six hours. So the quality was great. And they would just tape everything off Comedy Central. So we would just watch whatever Comedy Central. And it was 90% kids of the hall. To I start would a- kill for those VHS tapes now. I, I, I truly would. I truly would. But I remember sitting oh, but, there. You know, thinking, have you, do you have a VHS player? Of course. Like, yes, I got it right. I'm pointing oh, to okay, it. Good, right because there. Like, have you seen how much they cost now? How Holy crazy cow. is that, right? Holy cow. But I uh, no, I have a, um, a, a VHS inside the TV that Joe gave me about two years ago. You gave me that mm. puppy. Yeah. But, but I, I remember being back in Fitchburg and, and one day looking at, you know, John and Dan and thinking, Hey, what do you guys think? You know, Kevin's penis is going to look like when he's jumping up and down fully naked when he's 60. And I remember well, that. Like, now we know. Now, yeah, Jacques, and when you and I used to chit chat about what Dave Foley's cock might look like with gray pubes. Oh, it just hurt. I mean, it was so good. Um, there, 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 also, there's. It's funny because my boys are watching it, and, and it, it no, says it's fine. TVMA, whatever. Dude, no, 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 it's fine. It's not that pfft, what they've seen. It's fine. But, yeah. but the the bizarre stuff, the stuff that doesn't have a punchline. Have you seen the Dave Foley Fallout Shelter thing? Like Tristan's watching that, and he's like what what is this what why are you laughing it's like and just looking at the tv and looking back at me and i'm like you just don't get it man you just don't get it. but dude that that I don't is think he i don't think he appreciates the hit song from melanie uh, brand new <laughs> key and somebody has a brand new key and somebody has some roller skates. <laughs> but but the way he, that switch goes off and on from wacky morning DJ to just. Despair. Well, you, Joe, just. For a second, I thought my TV had shut off and I was looking at my reflection. <laughs> but it's like, wow, wait a minute. Somebody like Dave Foley. No, he's a hell of an actor, but it's great. I I did. I watched probably two episodes the first couple days and then the other day i just you know had a lot of stuff to do to pack and doing this and you know organizing shit and and before i knew it i had binge watched the entire season for a second time and uh, i think tonight when we hang up and everybody goes to bed and like i pretend like oh i'm just gonna do the dishes i'll be right up wait for everybody to fall asleep i'm gonna watch a two-part series uh the documentary called comedy punks okay i I guess there's a really good and and the people who have seen it because it dropped today or yesterday uh have made it clear it's very brutally honest and maybe have some kleenex around so <laughs> so so um uh I'm, I'm thinking about you know um you know just you know watching it uh again before i come out there anyways it's great i watch it um i did find out that yes all the old seasons are up there it's just kind of it's just on kind Amazon? of yeah it's kind of clunky how you have to find it because they keep mm. they they list it and then you click on it, it's like, oh, it's a dollar ninety-five for episode. But you there's a way that you have to search it and it's kind of convoluted and it all comes up. And I figured out like the the labyrinth. And now I watched season five the other day, just to, you know, just to you know stay current. Yeah, you know? it's yeah, it, yeah. The, all those seasons are free with Prime, but for some reason there's a you have they're listed by individually by season, and then some of them, like Jack said, are the pay oh. version. Like if you don't have Prime, I don't know. I think Jacques is okay. stupid. Yeah, yeah, no argument. Um, the only you know, since we last talked, I did see the latest Marvel movie, and I think I'm alone in that. I don't think you guys have seen Doctor Strange. No. Oh, oh, of course, no, it's playoff season. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I uh, it's okay. I you know, it's I can be honest. It's like I you know, it took a, it took it was you know without. It's not been out long enough that I want to you know give away a spoiler. But <clears throat> let's talk about spoilers for a second. Um. I love Legos. My 12 year old lives for Legos. The wall of Legos is growing by the day. Um, I had a contractor at the house the other day who saw his, some of his Legos and the guy spent about 20 minutes asking questions about it. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is great. So can we get a bathroom down here? Or not? <laughs> but, uh, but that said, 
it fucking sucks that the Legos hit the store for the next movie a month or two before the movie does. And based on what figures come in it or a scene the the scene it's recreating on the box, it's like, well, that's a spoiler. And it's like, yeah, a couple of things were ruined for Dr. Strange for me because of his Lego obsession. But, uh, but it was good. It was fun. You know, um, uh, you know, it was uh, we saw it opening weekend, but yeah, uh, in a time when the theater wasn't packed because uh, COVID's right. still a thing. But uh, no, it's not. It's gone. It's no, that hundred percent. The new thing is the monkey pox. We have a That's, monkey pox surge. Uh, did, did you send that to me, Joe? Or was that you, Biff? That was me. It was yeah. you in Boston. You know, it's like we're number one. <laughs> we're number it, well, one. I, I guess it was the first case. I mean, I don't know if it's the first case in the United States, but there was one reported case of monkey pox in Massachusetts. So I tweeted or texted Jacques with the article and I said, not it. I'm not, not the <laughs> one. It's not me. Uh, so speaking of comedy specials, I know you guys have uh, have heard that Norm McDonald left a little little goodbye present for all of us. So I hear. Yeah, it, it was announced on David Spade's and Drew Dana Carvey's podcast, Fly on the Wall, where they talk about SNL with a ex SNL crew and cast. And yeah, I guess Netflix as part of like a the Netflix is a joke festival or something like that. Right. Something like that. Yeah. There was a, yeah, there was a, uh, a screening of, they were filming like a, a tribute to Norm, but then at the same time they took like a handful of the people to like a back room and showed them this, this taped uh, stand up that Norm did with his significant other. I don't know if it was wife or whatever, but mm -hmm. yeah. Um, while the, during lockdown, he was planning a new tour, but, you know, he was obviously, I guess he was weak and, you know, his health was failing, but he still wanted to kind of get it on tape and still work it out. Like, you know, he, he wasn't giving up the fight and, uh, yeah. And apparently th they're going to release it at some point, I think. Right. That's what, that I, that's what I understand. Right. Yeah. So I'm pretty psyched about that, yeah. uh, you know, so that, so that, I mean, that's, I guess he knew, you know, the, the end was nigh and, uh, and kind of wanted to leave what, like one little, what, one little thing behind. So that's fantastic. And when does it, and there's a two part George Carlin documentary coming out that Jed Epitau did. Yeah. I think it's coming out in a couple of weeks. I know that they actually, there's five George Carlin HBO specials up now on HBO Max and man I was there live with HBO watching it live in 1992 the jamming in New York special wow. and that's probably his best special of all time in my opinion but that like you know it was just awesome it was just like I, that 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 kind of awakened something in me and an appreciation of actual stand-up comedy like oh that's that's what real stand-up comedy is supposed to be like yeah, I, you know, it's, it is one of those things I regret where I never, I didn't see a live comedy show until, well, just random ones I saw in college as part of, you know, social events, but really to actually go see, a, oh, this person is performing, I'm going to go see that person. I didn't do that until like, you know, 20 years ago, because I just went to rock concerts and, you know, obviously I knew about them. I watched them on like, like you mentioned, George Carlin, George Carlin's like around 1977 or so i think he had a hbo special and like, like that was the first comedy thing that i actually you know kind of got exposed to really. yeah i i i've like you know my dad had like you know he had, had uh, uh jerry reed he had jerry, jerry reed, reed. dude, dude <laughs> I, I, that guy that you know i'm telling you i guarantee <laughs> i'm I, I i guarantee you if i got to interview weird al i i'd be like where do you rank Jerry Reed as, as, because he was a huge, you know, he was a country guy, but his yeah. songs were hilarious. I yeah. mean, absolutely fucking hilarious. And my dad had stand up albums, you know, a yeah. lot of Bill Cosby. Lot still holds up. You still hold. And, and then, uh, and then, you know, like, I'm honestly, I'm like seven or eight and I'm listening to like, you know, you know, Steve Martin albums and stuff. But yeah, comedy specials have been huge. And then, uh, you know, my buddy in high school, and I'll, I'll give Daryl credit, you know, uh, my, my, my buddy Daryl Wah, we were going to Nick's comedy stuff all the time. And it was like, you know, 18 plus and yeah, they didn't fucking care. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
fucking care. Uh, but but yeah, seeing that stuff. But the interesting thing about Epitau doing this is what was it two years ago? Three years. It was pre-pandemic because I think I watched part of it at your house, Joe. His his special on Gary Shandling that Epitau did, that Jed Epitau did was yeah. fucking fantastic. And and that story, Gary Shandling basically, you know, his career was largely started by George Carlin. Like that whole story about like the driving oh, there. Oh. And am I giving anything away? No, no, I'm 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 also just reading now that the George Carlin's American dream is actually out now on HBO Max. The Carlin one is? Yeah. And so, so, you know, taking a step back. Yeah. So Gary Shandling and, and you, you tell the story about him going and meeting Carlin those two days in a row, Joe, cause I'll fuck it up. Oh, I'll fuck it up too. I, I think he, yeah. Shandling was like a kid and he, you know, he was just getting interested in writing for comedy. Um, but he had a bunch of like, you know, raw material that, right. I think it was that he, he wanted to like, I guess, have George Carlin read so that he, he like, drove to wherever he was playing and uh after the show went up to him and said mr carlin i'm terry shandling i'm a you know i'm just starting out in comedy but i'd like for you to you know see i wrote a bunch of jokes and i want you to see what you think of them and he i guess what critiqued it and read it and 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 Gave him advice, but I guess I'm fucking up the story because you have a punchline that I'm not getting to. <laughs> no, I'll get it. So, yeah. So, so Shanling's a sophomore structural engineer, electronic engineer, but you know, he really wanted to get into comedy and Carlin is not Carlin used to be huge, you know, and, and, you know, on the talk shows and all of this stuff. And he, uh, and this is when he had transitioned out of it and he hadn't hit it big the second time around. You know, he was in that phase. So he's playing two plus hours away at a small venue. And, and Gary Schilling finds out he drives like the two plus hours there, uh, gets to talk to him. And, and Carlin's like, yeah, leave your leave your stuff here. And, uh, you know, you know, you know, come back tomorrow and, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll let you know what my thoughts are. And he gets back, you know, drives to two and a half hours home, comes back the next day. And every joke had a note in it. Like, like he really, he didn't just read it and say, oh, this is good. Ah, oh, you might want to work on this. Like Gary Shanley could never get over the fact that a real, true, absolute giant hero of his took the time to methodically go joke by joke and and basically say well this is good maybe think of this this is good it's a it's my favorite part of that documentary that, that gary Schilling has and you know and jed apatow did that and so now it's kind of like you know for for jed apatow to do this for george carlin i think it's it's great i i mean he does great work i loved what he did with gary Schilling. that was very 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 personal for jed apatow so i don't know if he had much of a connection or spent much time with george carlin but i guess we'll find out yeah, but I, I want to reiterate, when I said I was there live watching George Carlin, I meant at my home <laughs> watching it on HBO during the live broadcast, not physically live. Because you, you would have been like 12, 13 -ish? Yeah, I was like 14, right? 14, yeah, okay. yeah, something like that. Yeah. And uh, no, and I told Joe, it's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to watch this together. Like, don't you know, we'll watch it. We'll, we'll watch that together. Uh, I am going to I am going to cheat on it cheat on you with it though i'm gonna watch it before you get a chance to watch it you bastard hey sorry you bastard i, I gotta watch the kids of the hall first i know i'm really um so I, i'll tell you little sidebar here so the wife had me sit down and watch colbert the other night because jed apatow came on to talk about it mm. and and it didn't get jed apatow wasn't nasty but he but him and uh the guy before him the guy before him, and, and I, I can't even think of his name, but he's one of 20 people who worked in the last administration who wrote a book about oh, how God. how awful it was and how <laughs> and, and, and I think the title of all these people's book were, oh, you think it was bad? It could have been so much fucking worse. And each one of these motherfuckers says, oh, well, I if I wasn't there. I stopped him from doing this and this. And, oh, I stopped him from doing this or this. And it's like, 
why are we hearing about three years later? Like, like, like if this was so bad, if you were really concerned that he was asking to shoot protesters in the leg, not kill them, but just like wound them to shoot them in the leg. And you had to talk them out of, you know, ordering the National Guard to start shooting peaceful protesters in the leg. Why didn't you go screaming to the media that, oh, wait, you had to write a book and then sell. So that guy went on and then, you know, he went off. And Colbert kind of called him out, said, hey, you know, it would have been nice if you said this three years ago. And the, the same, well, you know, if, if I left, the guy who might have replaced me, you know, might have let him do all these things. And he got the, okay, whatever. And then uh, and, and then Colbert kind of set Epitau up for it. It's like, so what do you think Carly would have thought of the last guest kind of thing? You know, he's like, and he didn't go scorched earth, but he made it really fucking clear that, yeah, you're not a fucking patriot. You're, yeah, you're talking about Mark Esper. A douchebag. Yeah. I mean, you know, I put all those guys in like, you know, the, the category. I don't even want to utter their names and give them the, you know, the time of day. But on a happy note, uh, we got. The new kids in the hall. We got a new kids in the hall documentary. We got Norm McDonald, who left as a going away president, and we got a great Carlin thing that uh, that I'm hoping to watch together. And we got uh, we got Elon uh, Musk still trying to buy Twitter. I, you know, I, that's been going on for a while now. Do you guys even care? You're pretty much off everything, right, Joe? I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm literally on Twitter right now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I have. But you don't post anything. No, oh, yeah, not really. I mean, I I like a lot of things, but I don't post or hardly retweet anything because I um I don't even want to be on this podcast. But luckily, I don't <laughs> consider this podcast to be an actual medium of anything right, <laughs> of right, significance. Right. Yeah, just chatting with friends. Just chatting yeah. with friends. Just me, you, and Biff. So, uh, me, you, and Biff. We're only talking about it for a second. Now, the horrible shooting this week. You know, the worst part about this <sighs> is this person was a proud white supremacist who went out of his way. I know the Buffalo area, and as soon as I saw, like, you know, the screenshots of like, oh, tops, it's like, you, you know, that's that that's their market basket, that's their rouse. Tops is the big, you know, the 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 chain there, and the 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 worst part is like, you know, you know. 10 people shot. The second worst thing is, yeah, the, the people who could s- not stop it, but curve it are not standing up. And I hate the fucking fact that the only person, again, the only person in that party standing up saying, yeah, we got to distance ourselves from white supremacists is Liz Cheney. She's being the voice of reason. And again, she was really clear to be, that- to, be to be fair, to okay. be fair, Darth Vader's daughter was Princess Leia. Oh, so not, okay. not not to the all same right, extent. All right, all right. Not to the same you extent, but bastard. You, you, I'm just you. saying, you know. <laughs> wow, you jacked that down really nicely there. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, it was another horrible, horrible thing. I, listen, I think the thing that's that's really horrible about it is that the you know it's kind of like, you know, this is going as planned kind of a thing because the one of the things I read later after the incident is that. The community had to fight to get that tops because that place was apparently an absolute food desert. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and so, and they shut that tops down after the shooting. And I'm like, what? you know, it's like, you know, like these people in the community can't basically catch any breaks. Right. And, and that's what they're doing. Right. I mean, that this is what they're doing. And, you know, and it's like Kyle Rittenhouse are driving to another state so he could shoot somebody. This motherfucker drove, yeah. you know, a great distance. You know, he he wrote what he wrote on yeah. his gun. You know, he ha- he posted his manifesto. This was not a, a this, is, this is so much this is so much worse than Rittenhouse because Rittenhouse is just a, you know, an idiot kid thinking that, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, you know go rah-rah with these asshole oh no there's so much worse right. it's 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 right. so it's so much worse that it was planned and you know that he bought and again it's like that he there was no red flag i mean the kid like a year ago was 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 like you know he, he cited for for either making threats or or something you know at his school they were worried that he was going to shoot up his school and after he was investigated for that he was able to legally buy all these weapons and the body armor and the whole replacement theory and stuff like that, where nobody from that party is standing up saying, guys, it's getting out of control. It's like, no, you're not being replaced. No, you know, the, on one hand, 
you have them pushing, you know, it's funny because Tucker Carlson has like tried to distance himself from this. And somebody I saw it on Twitter had streamed together the 400 times he had mentioned replacement theory and like the last year. And he does the Tucker Carlson thing. It's like, you know, I'm just saying people are talking about this. You know what I mean? He's not saying he believes in it, but he put it out. Well, there. You know, he's people, too. So people yeah. he's not lying. People he's are talking lying. about it. And you speaking know, of streaming things, I love how the governor of New Jer- of New York immediately or you know jumped on. I don't know about her. I, she's she's kind of a piece of work. But immediately after the shooting, she gets on and talks about how we have to control or regulate or get these streaming platforms, these social media platforms, to act faster to disable the live streams of these terrible shootings like that's the root of the problem and by the way it was streamed on twitch twitch took yeah. it down in less than two minutes less than two minutes yes it was horrible that it was live streamed yes it was horrible that it got on but if you're if you're you know unless you want like extreme you know artificial intelligence infiltrating everything that's on you know a streaming platform and and then you know detecting what can be seen and what can't be seen you know things like this is are, are bound to happen but to, to it, it, the point of the matter is that the immediate pivot between gun control and you know live stream control in politics is just it's just disgusting I and, but 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 to be fair right because obviously you know we're done blaming the video game so we have to now oh no 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 we're not done with that <laughs> we're, we're we're not done with that it's still the video games biff i mean i look at the wall behind joe and i'm like thinking hmm, problem right there yeah no but I, they are they're I'm still not... blaming video games right and in li- and twitch is a live stream for mostly video gamers but yeah it's it it's just ridiculous but hey you know what on to the next one right oh well you know, I don't even want to talk about the, the Rovers way thing, I, I'm, except for the fact I got into a fight with my beloved wife, then girlfriend, when she moved in in 2003. And during the, you know, that that election cycle, we got into a conversation and I said, you know, you know, I, I, I said within the next 20 years, it's going away. And she the audacity that I think that could ever happen pissed her off. Like, like the, you know, we did, we got not a knockdown drag out, but I'm like, look at, this is what I'm seeing. And these are the judges and this is how they're doing it. And blah, blah, blah. This And I'm like, yeah, I'm a, you know, minored in political science. I kind of, the writing was there, you know what I mean? And it was like, it was trending towards that. And like the last five years, we all know what happened with SCOTUS and all of this stuff. And the thing that is so disgusting is we've all said the same thing that, you know, for the last, whatever, the last 50 years, every chance to feed a hungry child, they vote down every chance to, you know, whether it's a WIC program, whether it's this, or whether it's like, Oh, we're going to drug test the parents. And if they don't pass, we're going to cut off the food. It's like, okay. You, you realize the three-year-old at home has nothing to do with mom's, you know, meth problem. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, oh, so that's how you're going to punish him. It's like, okay, you'll starve the children. And in the same week, in the same week that the, that it, that, that it leaks out that, yeah, they're getting ready to overturn this. Um, there was a vote in the house on Thursday. And I think only four, that, right? yeah, only uh, four Republicans voted yep. For the emergency act for the baby. They want to go on Fox News saying it's Biden's fault that there's a baby formula shortage. They want to go on the news saying, how dare we give it to the brown children? Sure. Sure. The brown children are in cages on the southern border and the moms can't go to the store and buy it because, you know, they're essentially prisoners. Um, But those children shouldn't get it until the white babies do. But only four, four of I want to say it's. 198 Republicans, 202, something like that in the House of Representatives. Only four voted to, you know, put the emergency act for it. Luckily, it passed. But but in the same week, they're they're, you know, forcing, you know, forced pregnancies in, in all these states, all these states that already have the legislation waiting to go the day SCOTUS overturns this zero zero exceptions. 
you know, so it's just disgusting. It's horrible. And if anybody wants to make an argument how the GOP doesn't hate poor people, doesn't hate women, you know, and doesn't hate children, I love to hear it. I'm all ears. But don't don't, you know, listen to what they say. Look at what they do. And um, we are in the Handmaid's Tales. Thank God that we're all, you know, straight, mostly white. Sorry, Biff, but mostly white, middle aged. Hey, guess what? You're going to say me. Guess what? Also not American. So I can leave this country and yeah. go somewhere. Yeah, you, you, you have like three other countries to choose from. I mean, yeah. it's, it's pretty great. My my two questions so. to you, Biff, are why the fuck don't you? And will you take Joe and I with you? Listen, the only reason why that becomes a this whole thing becomes a factor is because, you know, people for some reason, people that look like me apparently just arbitrarily get picked on to be beaten up and stuff. So, mm. you yeah. know, so that's that's not, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Sure, that's just. But I remember during the whole anchor baby thing, like a few years back, yeah. you know, when that when that when that like little slice of racist like bumper sticker politics made its way into the lexicon, and we have a really good friend, you know, Guitar Center Scotty from yeah. Hamilton, yeah. whose wife is from. She's from Tokyo. No, she's, she's from not from the Tokyo. Kobe area. I want to say, yeah, where they make the beef, right? Well, not exactly in the city, but sure. <laughs> that, that, it's, it's, that, it's that area, actually. And, and and he asked, you know, his boys are about the same age as my boys. And I remember just laying into him one Friday at hockey saying, you and your fucking anchor babies, you're here to take advantage of our school. You're here to milk off our health care. Hey, why, uh, why are you guys why here? You <laughs> you know? I guess they really want guns. <laughs> Oh man, but honestly, it is you know it is. And hey, I'm kind of jealous of some of these people because you know when people if people were to tell me to go back to my country, I got to go back to America, and that sucks. (laughs) That that really sucks. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had another option. You know, you know, but but the last the last awful thing I wanted to just touch on is you know when there's no consequences. We, you know, when my when my 12 year old fucks up, but there's no consequences, he does the same thing. So when 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 Clarence uh, is that a pube on your Coke can Thomas was the <sighs> one descending vote when SCOTUS, what was it like six months ago when right. the January 6th committee said, hey, we'd like to get access to everybody's phone records. And it went to the Supreme Court and eight of the nine justices said, yeah, that makes sense. This, the the Senate or the House of Representatives wants to do an investigation. Sure, sure, we'll let you guys have that. There was one descending vote, and it was Clarence Thomas. And now it turns out that his wife was actively, and we knew on January sixth yeah. that she paid for buses. Right. We knew that she paid for you know part of the event to happen. We did not know how deep it ran that she was honestly in the trenches working with the White House trying to overturn it. Nothing's happened since that's come to light. Like nothing has happened. No charges, no investigation. The Justice Department hasn't weighed in on it. And now as we record this, this afternoon, she was publicly like lobbying the governor of Arizona to decertify Joe Biden, which again, Arizona did three recounts. And every time they did a recount, you know, they found a couple hundred more here for Joe, a couple hundred more there. But then they bring in that, you know, that, that company, the the ninja one, whatever. And for two months, they broke the constitution and let a private company have access to the actual physical ballots. They they, they built bent the constitution. They put it back. They, it they, they you know a little a little scotch tape never hurt anybody. But right. then they it was like something like twenty five thirty million dollars. They charged the state of Arizona, and they found. Cue the crickets. Nothing. And so here it is after four recounts, she's still trying to decertify the election and nobody's doing a of all the awfulness of the last six years with with that crime syndicate because of who she's married to, because of who she had direct access to and does have direct access to. I think this is the worst thing not being prosecuted, but um, I'm going to shut up now. I mean, oh great! Why why don't the Democrats do squat? They don't do squat. They always what, no, they can't. Do, they can't do anything, Biff. It's like that's the whole problem. It's like I'm just they, saying in general they don't do squat. No, right? see that 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 right there is the thing that pisses me off most because when people say they don't do anything, 
if there's a hundred senators and 49 senators yeah. from the Democratic Party this are trying true, to yeah. do something yeah. Yeah. and there's 50 Republicans trying to push against it. It's one person, but that yeah. one or two person, that other person from Arizona, those yeah. two. So, yes, there That's are there, there, there's Cory Booker. There, there's Elizabeth Warren. You go down the yeah. fucking list. There's That's 48 true. people trying to get shit done. But all it takes is two from that party who shouldn't yeah. be in the party yeah. fighting against it absolutely but, every know, single turn i guess um, my thought is that that's now right yeah. like you know they back when obama was in charge and they had control he wasn't in, he wasn't in charge like literally like because he had, he had that one time when he was right that's why obama but, care passed right right and it, but right. it was literally less right. than a six-month window because that's when that's when you know Ted Kennedy did the dirt nap. There was a runoff election, and Scott Brown won it. So yeah, he so. literally had the Senate less than six yeah. months. Less yeah. than six months. And don't forget, the, the you know when he came into the yeah. White House, right. when he came into the White House, the Republicans controlled the Senate and the House, and that's when Mitch McConnell so publicly either, either said, way, either yeah. way, go ahead and defend those Democrats all you want, but it, it seems yeah. to me that. The other guy just threw in all kinds of executive orders that apparently somehow can't be just reversed by the current, you know, I don't understand how an executive order by one president just can't be reversed by another president, but I'm not a constitutional scholar. No, because they tried to do that even today with the, the title, uh, forgive me, title something, um, that that act that, you know, the reason that people are in the prison right. camps on the southern border right, is because right, right. of an executive yeah. order yeah, that yeah. a federal judge upheld today and said yeah. Biden could not overturn it. So yeah. we're not sitting yeah, professors. The, the, but I think the long, the long and the short of it is it seems like the Democrats aren't doing anything. But the fact of the matter is that the cards are so stacked against the Democrats yeah. by the Republicans over years and decades yeah. of just, you know, constructing this system where, OK, so if we lose legislative, at least we have the judicial branch that'll yeah. overrule yeah. everything. Know, like, that's yeah. Everything. That's, yeah. that's fair. But so I mean, all, so are all you, the are you mean, so you're, are you going to tell me that you are happy with the way the Democrats have been running everything, including how they run their election campaigns, how they message, how they no, they're horrible. Message. They're no. horrible with messaging. They are. Thank God the Lincoln Project is is, is around. Maybe people from the Lincoln Project can thank God even the, the Lincoln, Lincoln Project. When you're going to hang our hats on the Lincoln Project, right? But that's how, no. Our, our, look, look. <laughs> the thing is, let's go down the list. It's it's like you know, pro life, anchor babies. They they are so good at bumper sticker messaging and they have been so good at it for so fucking long well here's the i think that uh, i think we could just settle it this way it's a lot easier to pander to fear than it is to make change and that's what democrats are, are supposed to do they're supposed to inspire change they're supposed to say hey white people you're not supposed to say the n-word well i don't want to i want to say whatever i want you know that's always going to win and that's always going to be the harder fight to fight yeah. Well, and that's I, always going to that. That's why Democrats are always going to be the underdog and always appear to be weaker than the Republicans. End of list. What did you watch this week? I well, I'll tell you what I watched. I watched uh, some crime going down and uh, I, I watched some crime going down in, 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 uh, in Japan. Couldn't 100 percent tell what it was, but I think it was. Is it just parking violations that you well, said? You know, parking violations are serious. Come on. Apparently, you sent me a 19-minute clip. <laughs> you know what's amazing about parking violations in Japan is that so you get the parking violation, and then so what? So people get parking violations in this country, and what what do people do? Uh, you them. pay your ticket or you ignore it, and you get the. Yeah, they blow it car. off, right? Yeah. In Japan, if you don't blow it off, there are people who visit you to collect the money. That's that's what was going on. Just they come this. to your house and collect the money. It's what like the? a it's like a parking yakuza. It's just <laughs> well, it's not even because parkuza? the parkuza. Yeah, the parkuza. <laughs> that's the thing. They're super super courteous. Oh, okay, it's You're like so Mormon. weird. Mor <laughs> uh, you can go Canadian. Uh, okay. So yeah, uh, I couldn't. The other clip wouldn't play. How do you get clips to play? Do you have like? No, what it is is that no. What happens is that is that um, the network kind of gives each item a cycle. So essentially, 
after a while they said you know what we're done showing this stuff and then they, they, they turn it private because yeah. i i looked at it right away hey yeah. we, we we glossed over we didn't talk about like uh the ukraine it still sucks Putin's an <laughs> asshole what do you yeah. guys think about uh Finland and Sweden uh, now deciding, you know what? Yeah, maybe we should be in NATO. I, you know, I don't know that it's like, so, I mean, both of those countries are pretty well defend, like they have a pretty good defense system, but I think this is kind of a combination of a reinforcement and, and messaging, right? I mean, that, I think so, right. That, yeah. that's, that's what I understand, so. And what does NATO do really? Yeah. Eh, on, on, on. The only time, the only time, uh, what is it? Something 11. Is it chapter 11? No, that's 9 11. You're thinking of 9 11. No, no. It, it's Article 11. 7 11. Uh, Article 11. <laughs> on 9 11, the only time the NATO Article 11 was enacted is when the rest of NATO came to our aid in, in, in the Gulf War, which, yeah. by the way, please tell me, please tell me you guys saw that gaffe with our good old friend George Bush this oh, week. Wait, didn't I send, did I, did I not send that out or? Yeah, that was uh, on a tw- one of the text threads. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Oh, yeah. brilliant. I didn't Absolutely. watch it. I just read the caption and I just imagined it in my mind. I imagined actually Will Ferrell doing it. And it was a lot funnier. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, so you also put this on uh, uh, the, the, the campaign, uh, the, the 2022 oh campaign. Oh, my God. Go ahead. Oh, my God. So uh, Elise Stefanik, I guess, you know, she's essentially... Uh, running for re-election in the state of uh, New York, uh, a congresswoman from New York. Apparently, she didn't secure the site, uh, St- Stephonic 2022 or something like that. And so one of the writers from South Park <laughs> bought it. And, you know, it has a website that basically just, you know, I mean, it's, you know, so it's, it's you know, obviously you can imagine what's in there. But, but it, it looks very, I went, I went, I yeah, scrolled through the whole site. Yeah, I scrolled through the whole site that, you know, like, they spent some that? time building yeah. this site. I'm white. If you didn't know that, Not I'm that. mostly white. And by mostly white, I mean, I'm white, 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 white. It's, <laughs> you know? it's fantastic. It's fantastic stuff. It is her bio. Oh, it is. It, you know, we, we I will def. I always say I'm going to post up, but I will definitely, 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 uh, you know, post that. Um, is it uh, Elise Stefanik 2022? Yeah. Our little racist is all grown up now. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it brilliant? It's just delicious. It's awesome. And, and so, you know, we, yeah, we'll, we'll jump a, a little ahead in sports here. You got a, a hockey dad, Tom Brady, suddenly bold and is challenging LeBron James. That, did you, see that? Did you yeah. see that Twitter exchange? I did. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, and just, you know, I, you know, he, I wonder how much hockey, I wonder how much hockey, like, you know, Tom Brady has played in his life. Um, he's, a, he's a California kid. Northern California, you know, yeah. but maybe when he was in Michigan, maybe, you know, he, he played a little. I don't think they'll let you play, right? I mean, if you're <laughs> playing football, I don't think they want you playing just casual beginner hockey. I would take a wild guess. So I uh, I have nothing here for self-indulgent theater. I didn't preface Joe. So you got something right on the spot that you can run <laughs> wild with, Joe. You, you, you want to go through your favorite, you know, your favorite. Lo- oh, I, I pulled. My wife is really great at we're watching a movie and some background characters should be like, oh, stop it. That person. And it's creepy, creepy. I'm watching Kids in the Hall. I think it's episode seven. And there was a woman in it, and I'm like, holy shit, that is the waitress from the diner in Tommy Boy. And management stopped it, looked it up. Oh, it yeah. was. It well, was yeah, her. I mean, that was that's an easy one. I mean, but you know, that that's that's great. When was Tommy Boy? Like 20 years ago? 1995. It was like the same year that Kids in the Hall was canceled. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, so anyways, I was uh I, I was pretty proud of that. I'm I'm, I'm surprised she was still around. Jeez, then good for her. Looks just as good as she did in Tommy Boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, bless her heart. But uh, but if we don't have any of that, what you got anything game? What are you playing this week, Joe? <laughs> what, what's happening down in the Lyceum? Oh God, not a whole lot. I'm uh, I'm just putzing around on um my Nintendo DS. I'm going old school with my handheld systems and I'm uh, just playing Pick Cross because uh, I'm an old man and I've given up. I've given up on life. What is Pick Cross? Uh, it's like a pu- it's a logic puzzle game where you're supposed to like fill in like there's like a grid and it has numbers on the borders and it tells you the order of where the dots are that you're supposed to fill them and you paint a picture at the end of the, the puzzle and it's a big waste of time but I listen to podcasts while I do it 
That's all I may really be doing is listening to podcasts. I, I was so bummed to find out that, like, I didn't know that we don't have a Wii anymore because we used to have a Wii. Or, you know, and I used to play it every once in a while. And I got busy. I hadn't played it in a while. And apparently that Wii doesn't exist anymore. So, but we had a garage sale. I could say no to giving up the, my copy of Bomberman World. Yeah, Bomberman nice. Land. Good for you. Yeah, you got, yeah. So hold on to that, uh, you know, that game because I'm sure that, you know, Jacques, can't you just bring a Wii to him when you go to did, visit him? Did, did I give you my Wii? Like, like I, at the, at the I last have a Wii. Thing? I do. I you gave me a broken Wii U, which I fixed. The Wii so, U. Okay. Yeah. So, but the Wii U plays Wii games. It's a backwards right. compatible. So, anyways, well, well, I got I got seven Wii's. If you want one, we'll can... figure it no, out. No, 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 no. no. We, we, okay. will, we, 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 we will hook you up. Uh, you know what I'm we... gonna do is I'm gonna buy one of those like stand-up arcade things with Dig Dug on it. That's oh, uh, yeah. Well. But see, this is the thing, Biff. I know where you live. You know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I know, you know, you know, look, think these things through. And if you get it, maybe not make it. No, you know, I have to see like how dedicated you are, because, you know, if I have to, I will cook an entire lamb. Oh, I, <laughs> you know, I've uh, when we lived in Qatar, it was the, the three Greek families. Yeah. Once a year did that. And. It was one of those things where I was very polite, but, you know, they asked because because everybody there was a big block party and they, everybody was taking turns turning, you know, the lamb. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to take a pass on this. Like, you know, we're just going to hang out here. Well, you know, I know you don't eat, meat, but to but... see a full lamb on it, it was like that. There's look, most things don't bother me. You know what I mean? It's like, I get it. I get, you know, that, you know, but but when you see that, it's like, yeah, I've been to a pig roast. Oh, that's, that's, I don't know. Oh. It was, I mean, you know, at least, hey, at least it was split open, so I could barely tell it was a pig. Oh. Uh, but it tasted delicious. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the other day, um, I had my heart broken around the same time of about three hours later, Biff had his heart broken. Mm -hmm. And then about three hours later, Biff, I, and the rest of the FNH crew had our hearts broken yet again. I mean, yeah. did you ever get a chance to tape your heart back together before having you it know, broken I'll again? Be, I'll be honest with you. I'm at that point, though, like, uh, as I mentioned, um, I'm okay with these playoff losses by and large because I never thought I would witness a team that I actually love win a Stanley Cup. And I was actually, you know, well, and of course you were there. Yeah, so, I was there. Yeah, no. I was there to watch the, you know, the LA Kings raise their first Stanley Cup. And, you know, after that, all of the other playoff losses don't hit quite as hard. I, I'll, I'll be honest. It's like I, I agree. But still, in the course of so, of course, there was five game sevens in a in 30 hours from start to finish. It was about Basically, a 30 yeah. hour window. Yeah. And, you know, the Bruins, you know, and and dude, that was a hard loss. And And look, I. You know, I know I'm a homer, you know, when, when the when the Celtics lost a game seven to the Lakers, what was that like their last time around, like yeah. about eight, nine yeah. years ago in the fourth quarter, the Lakers got 32 free throws to the to the Celtics eight. And it was like, yeah, it's kind of hard. Same thing for the Bruins to have, you know, six penalties before the the before they got one. And that one penalty was shooting the puck out of the rank. You know, yeah. you have to call it like, you know, like pasta got yeah. the guy left to skates, elbow pasta in the face. No call. The guy gets a $5,000 fine the next day, but no call. Anyways, it broke my heart three to two. I mean, you know, but, but the better team won. I can honestly say, you know, the Bruins had every chance. Um, you know, but, but the better team did win. I hope Patrice Bergeron, I don't, I'm not bitter against like, you know, I, I honestly, given the choice yeah. of Toronto and the Rangers, I was pulling for your Toronto to go the next step. Dude, oh, I Tampa, can't believe, Tampa, Tampa. I can't believe how Toronto, long Tampa. Toronto, Tampa, right. Like, yeah. like, like Tampa's won enough. I can't believe the playoff drought. And I'm not talking this, yeah. you know, 1967. Yeah. I didn't, I honestly you haven't won a first round realize. since 2004. Yeah. Dude, that's, that, that's yeah. painful. That that's it, the city that hosts the Hall of Fame, and then of course, three hours later, you know, our beloved Kings, yeah. you know, and, that, and it, that one is, you know, like yeah. I mean, I'm hey, surprised that they went to seven games. Dude, I'm so. surprised. Look, they, they they were a bubble team to like the last yeah. couple of weeks yeah. of the playoffs, but yeah. and the course of from start to finish, from the drop of the puck of the Bruins game to the last, you know, the last horn in the Kings game, yeah. and a ten hour window. Yeah, our three teams. 
yeah. all all out of it, you know, and then the next day, two more games. So, but I'll say, you know, the, I think the one thing with the Bruins, the 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 big question right now is obviously Patrice Bergeron, right? So, oh. whether he'll retire or not, and it's like, God, you know, I mean, I really think that he's got probably a good three solid years if he wants to. Dude, but. if you you look at his points. You look at his face-offs. You look at everything. Yeah, no, he's got at least Actually, three solid years. It's the only thing that's kind of gone down a little bit is the face-off. No, everything, just, you know. just in this series. You look at him all year round. You look at his stats all year. Stahl no, had I mean, his number. it's good. Yeah, Stahl I, I, had yeah, his number. Yeah, yeah. All year, I guarantee you, Patrice Bergeron is top 10 in but face-offs. But this is, yeah, I mean, this but is, Stahl this, oh, yeah, he's top, he's he's, he's top 10. Thick. But, you know, he wasn't the, you know, he wasn't the, you know. Stahl just yeah, had yeah. his number Uh but, that, but, but everything that else, go. he was actually he. This was one of his best seasons ever. But I think it's still that, a, right. But that's it. I mean, it's crazy. It's like it's one of. His, and I will like at his press conference, yeah. he he flat out said, "I'm either going to retire, or I'm coming back a broom. Oh, yeah, but I'm not great. going great, yeah. anywhere because he's not, not under contract, and he's like, yeah. Well, the and, the big thing is, I guess all his kids were there at that last game. Yeah. Right. Apparently, just the way he hugged everybody on the team. Right? Marshawn is distraught. Right? Like if you've I mean, heard like, Marshawn in his yeah. post game, he, he yeah, I, I I think he's gone. Marshawn thinks he's gone. I am. Uh, I'm. Well, crushed. he's definitely prepared himself for that to be the last game. I I I think I believe him when he says he really hasn't made his decision, but it's possible. I think this is a grind, right? It's a grind. And and, and Joe, bring us up to what's happening in the Celtics. <laughs> Oh, well, they're uh, what they, um, they're tied one one, right? Or did they win last? They are, they, no, no, they're they're one, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, so they're tied one. I actually watched uh, game seven uh, last. Dude, uh, uh, yeah, I, I I watched the whole fourth quarter, and I'll be Ooh. honest, Ooh. winning winning time has brought me a little back into basketball. Winning oh time has how brought much me of a <laughs> dick? How much of a dick do they make Larry Bird on winning time? And how great is right. it? Well, well I, I, I'll tell you. They don't make Larry, they make Larry Bird a dick, yes, but there was an awful moment of racism that was not attributed to Larry, but somebody in his family. And and you and you heard Larry basically be like, like he wasn't he wasn't a social justice warrior, but he was like basically he's like, shut the fuck up, you know. Um, and 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 and, and it's true. And I think I hope that with they I hope in, in season two. Um, which, by the way, you know, spoiler alert: the Lakers won the first championship. The oh next my year, God. the next year, Larry wins. You know, and um, and they don't play head so to now head. Now I can't watch that anymore. <laughs> they don't play head to head until 1984. Yeah. But Larry Bird and Magic Johnson became friends, not frenemies. Yeah, yeah. And it, the respect that those guys had for each other was phenomenal to the point where Magic late mid to late 80s ended up going to French Lick and working out with Larry Bird in the offseason because no <laughs> because funny. I mean you I'm see just imagining going to French Lick of all places right well you you saw I mean they portrayed it it's like here here magic you know Larry Bird lost in the conference finals his rookie year magic is playing in the finals and after watching the game one two o'clock in the morning Larry Burt was out there working and he he did he relentlessly he would take a couple days off at the end of the season and then put in the eight to ten hours every day training um you know and uh but anyways no it's been fun I've been actually watching it the Celtics team has a little uh a little personality yeah so is it the whatchamacallit like conference finals no 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 I'm saying that is it the converse like they did the converse ad together like they were yeah even though yep. they appeared as whatever is that how they kind of like got to know each other because they only play each other like you know twice a year right and so then that's why. but um so i i, they, I guess uh, they never went over the specifics of for, for former 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 podcast guest rod you know ross salwich professor yeah. ross salwich yeah we would go to lots of of celtics games when he was a a grad student at harvard and i'm telling you it was crazy. And, and and the series kind of got this right. It's game one, the 1981 season. They're not going to be playing each other till game 45. And it doesn't matter who the Celtics were tipping off against game one in October, the entire 
18,541 people at the Garden were chanting, beat L.A., yeah. beat L.A. Like months before they yeah. play each other, even in the regular season. Right. And, and those teams were so great that it was, you know, uh, but but funny enough, like they only played each other twice in that era in the 80s because yeah. there were so many other great teams that they had to get through. I bored everybody. Right. Um, but there we go. And moving on to. Okay, I talked about what I'm watching. What are you watching this week, Biff? Other than uh, now, other than hockey. no, you know what? I'll be honest. With you. I started watching. Now I can't remember the name. Uh, Everyone here is dead. Is that what it's called? It's a Korean zombie movie, I believe. A uh, series, I believe. And Another so Netflix I, I, on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. So um, actually, I kind of saw it, and then and then you know, uh, you know, my son goes, ah, you know, that's actually pretty good. So I started watching it. So I'm going to try to keep kind of. Eventually, what's going to happen is that hockey's going to go to every other day. So when it goes to every other day, I'll try to watch this every other day. All of us are dead. Nice. Okay, there you go. And what about what about you, Joe? Uh, what am I watching? You know what? I'm um, back on Better Call Saul uh, season. You know, I I actually I'm slacking. I kind of I'm all over the place with my with my viewing because I'm listening to my podcasts and uh, you know just sort of staring off into the uh, abyss that is my life. But when I'm not doing that, I do check in on like Barry on HBO. Um, uh, that's so also starring our friend Al from Friday night. <laughs> that's what I hear. I got I Now I have to watch that shit. But it's, yeah, he it's was on a, HBO. He's... It's on HBO. Yeah. Yep. Oh, our, 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 our friend Al is in a uh, background. Uh, for, uh, again, former guest of carnival personnel podcast we did a sideshow with al but he about a year and a half ago got into being an extra he retired friend suggested he's loving it and uh and he did barry he's uh i i sent uh I sent a little clip to everybody so he sent me a clip and then i watched it and i sent you guys a clip you know so anyways he, he's making the whole series come together is what i'm saying joe him standing yeah, in the background I in that one scene. he's they call him the glue there you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, but yeah, you know, just uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm actually like dip. I'm listening to an animation podcast, like old, like '80s and '90s, and uh, you know, animation. And I'm like checking out, you know, just like going back to old, like uh, Simpsons and old, like Futurama, um, Family Guys. You know, I like just older stuff. I actually. I started watching uh, Akira again. Do you have, have you, you have you know Akira, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never yeah. watched it. I, it's weird. I just saw a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird ass movie, yeah. but it's so good looking. Um, but you know, yeah. So I'm uh, regressing, is what the bottom <laughs> line is. I'm regressing. I'm not advancing. Um, uh, and yeah, that's it. Uh, and me, I'm uh, the only other thing I'm kind of watching, like you know, hacks to start it back up, which is okay. Oh, it's yeah. fun. And uh, and our flag means death. It is a pirate show, uh, by 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 Taika Watiki, and it is fucking brilliant. And it, uh, you know, my our 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 friend uh, our friend Sully's wife recommended it, and I'm like the other day, I'm like, yeah, I'll check it out, you know. And about halfway through the first episode, I'm like, oh, this is pretty great you know it, it's a pirate comedy that, that you know Tyke is in and it's like uh you know um yeah it's you know it, that that's the only other thing that, that that i'm watching but now the thing that people tune in for most parenting tips what do you got joe uh well i do have a very good parenting tip um but it's you know it's right down here let me grab it <laughs> you guys give your parenting tips first and well, then well, I'll, well, I'll you find it yeah. all right well what, what do you got biff um yeah you know what i think my son might be getting me popeyes tonight so yeah have a, get, get a son that'll go get your food that's <laughs> yeah that's it uh, my parenting tip is for the first time since the advent of covid um i'm getting on a plane uh tomorrow i'm quite nervous about it as is my son but we uh my parenting tip is you know Tell him it's like, yeah, you got it's it is time to kind of come out of the bubble a little bit, but let's be smart about it. So yeah. he got his second he got his booster, yeah, you know, in, in preparation for the trip a couple of weeks ago. I got my second yeah. booster and we uh we're gonna double mask. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's like 
yeah. you know, we, 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 we had the father and son COVID, you know, COVID, uh, you know, back in January. So between already having it and me being double boosted and stuff. So my parenting tip is, uh, yeah, tell them it's like, yeah, you know, we can start easing back into it, but let's not uh, be stupid. So yeah. That, that, yeah, that's, that's good. That's yeah. it. And that's now, uh, oh, now I drop something and I'm going to pick it up while you guys wrap this thing <laughs> you up. Guys. I'm going to give it all to Joe, our guest. Take it away, Joe. Thanks, Biff. You know, we've had a lot of fun here on Carnival <laughs> Personnel these past uh, 60 minutes. But really, what have we learned? We've learned that I'm a bad parent. We've learned that Biff has uh, three citizenships, I think. And- <laughs> no, I only have one. <laughs> and uh, we learned that uh, Jacques... Um, is going to die on an airplane from monkeypox <laughs> and never return. So you've just listened to the final podcast of Carnival Personnel. But let's uh, get played out with uh, an old friend of ours. Um, her name's Melanie, and it's a little song. I hope you like it as much as I do. It's called Brand New Key. Well, I've got a brand new pair of roller skates. you got a brand new key. <laughs> Don't forget Another day Is dying on the vine As I sit waiting for a sign